before we start the episode, I did want to give you guys a little update about what's been going on in my life. So first of all, I don't have a drink with me because I just had lunch and I had a glass of milk, which is kind of a controversial opinion, but not really because I feel like some people like milk and some people don't. Like some people could just drink it like in a glass by itself, which is what I can do. And then some people are totally against that. So so anyways i was doing that i was having my lunch and um drinking some milk and i was actually watching demon slayer with my older sister and um we don't really watch a lot of anime we've only i mean she's watched more than me i think but together we've only watched the promised neverland with my little sister too so we started watching demon slayer today or sorry last night um and it's actually pretty good uh what else have i been up to um we actually have spirit week this week at school so yesterday was like the iconic on wednesdays we wear pink and then today was decades day which was kind of hard because i didn't really have a lot of like i don't know like older type of clothes or something that i could make with those clothes so i had to like pull out like a tie-dye t-shirt from elementary school and just go with that um and then tomorrow is like the formal day so i'm deciding like how formal i want to go like i'm doing business formal but i'm still debating just how formal i want to go so i'm definitely doing a blazer and like business pants but i don't know like do i want to do heels or like just have some flats so still deciding on that um but yeah so right now i'm pretty much chilling because uh i don't have any college classes that are going to be happening until the end like very very end of january so i have a lot of free time on my hands which is nice because last semester was super busy um i don't know it's just been really nice i've been getting into my hobbies again i've been having a lot of free time um to do the things i love and life's been good just a disclaimer though a little warning today's episode the audio may not be the best because i'm actually recording outside which i don't really know why i did to be honest but i felt like i wanted a change of scenery and yesterday's weather was pretty good it was sunny around this time it's like the afternoon but today it's kind of cold and cloudy outside so i'm wearing like a big fat hoodie um but it's been nice and so i mean that's like the reason why there would be any background noise right now so just a little disclaimer so just to reiterate from the beginning today's episode is going to be um me sharing about 20 books some of them are series um with you all that kind of come under the category or genre of thriller murder mystery horror all that kind of stuff um and the way i'm structuring this is just giving like a small summary and I don't want to cite like I don't want to put the link for every single one but every little excerpt that I'm reading every little summary that I'm reading is coming straight from Goodreads so I did not make this up Um, and if you guys don't have a Goodreads I would highly recommend doing it I actually recently did it with some of my friends earlier this week and it's so helpful in organizing your books and one of the reasons why I'm so excited about it is that you can just like make a shelf and then put the books that you want in it so like one of my issues is that whenever someone asks me for book recommendations i don't really know what to tell them despite reading a lot so it's really helpful so like you know if they say like oh i'm into historical fiction or romance or thriller or adventure or fantasy whatever it is um i kind of have it all right you know like just organized there so that's been very nice so again so all of the summaries are going to be from goodreads directly um and then i'm kind of like gonna rate and give like a very short review just because i feel like reading the summaries out to you guys at least for me i feel like that would help me be more inclined to actually go and check out the book than rather than if someone just tells me the title of a book and then it's good so just i'm just gonna tell you a little bit about the book um 
give my own comments and then you know that'll just give you an idea like if you actually want to check out some of these books and if you do end up liking one of them or loving one of them please let me know that'll make me super happy um and then just of course and a little warning that a lot of these books can be like a little violent um a little scary but that's kind of what you get in like thriller murder mystery all of that so definitely do your research before you're like scarred or traumatized from any of these books um you know yourselves best so what whatever you think um kind of fits whatever you're interested in um but yeah let's get started so first up i have the bad girls don't die trilogy by katie allender um and this was actually the very first thriller book that i read um and kind of was like the stepping stone into the genre so very first book i think probably in seventh or eighth grade and it's kind of like a thriller and it has like essentially a character get possessed um and it wasn't really scary but it's just very creepy so Okay, let me go ahead and read the summary now. Alexis thought she led a typically dysfunctional high school existence. Dysfunctional like her parents' marriage, her doll-crazy 12-year-old sister Casey, and even her own antisocial, anti-cheerleader attitude. When a family fight results in some tearful sisterly bonding, Alexis realizes that her life is creeping from dysfunction into danger. Casey is acting stranger than ever. Her blue eyes go green sometimes, she uses old-fashioned fa- language, and she even loses track of chunks of time claiming to know nothing about her strange behavior their old house is changing too doors open and close by themselves water boils on the unlit stove and an unplugged air conditioner turns the house cold enough to see their breath Alexis wants to think that it's all in her head and soon what she liked to think of a silly parlor trick is becoming life-threatening to her, her family, and her, to her budding relationship with the class president. Alexis knows she's the only person who can stop Casey. But what if that green-eyed girl isn't even Casey anymore? Whew. Okay, so um, just a heads up, this one is actually a trilogy. I don't know if I mentioned that. And I'm going to go ahead and just rate it. So the very first book, I rated a 10 out of 10. The second one was a 7.5 out of 10. And that was just because it wasn't very creepy. And I, you know, I just didn't really <laughs> vibe with the plot. Um, I didn't think that it was as interesting as the first one. And for the third one, I gave it a 9 out of 10 because it had pretty good plot development and it built off a pretty, pretty important, I would say, um, event from the second book. So one of the reasons that I really like this book is that it has just just a sprinkle, just a hint of romance, which actually carries out throughout the rest of the books in the trilogy and is definitely very cute. Um, but this book specifically, one of the reasons why I loved it is because it builds up a lot from the beginning, which is like fairly creepy to pretty sinister at the end. And so it's, despite like almost starting off a little slow paced i guess at the beginning it picks up so once you get into it you are into it um it has very good plot development i love the characters um i actually didn't really like alexis at the beginning because i just didn't really like her personality but as i kind of learned more about her through the books i really enjoyed her as a character um and the same goes for the rest of them i don't think there was a single character that i didn't all right and then next up we have another one of my favorites which is frozen charlotte by alex bell and this was the second thriller book that i read and it was recommended by a friend in middle school and this one definitely has a hint of horror and it's definitely also very very creepy um and so 
I will read you the summary first just because it's not that long. So it says, We're waiting for you to come and play. Dunvegan School for Girls has been closed for many years. Converted into a family home, the teachers and students are long gone, but they left something behind. Sophie arrives at the old schoolhouse to spend the summer with her cousins, rooting Cameron with his scarred hand, strange Ilias with a fear of bones, and Piper, who seems just a bit too good to be true and then there's her other cousin the girl with a room full of antique dolls the girl that shouldn't be there the girl that died so <laughs> definitely very creepy um and so this one was very creepy because i had actually did have like if you search it up like frozen charlotte dolls are like an actual thing they're real um and they're like these tiny little dolls like around the size of your palm and so growing up i actually used to have like a porcelain doll and i would keep it on my dresser and looking back now that was a little creepy and i don't really know why i did that but it's still cute i just keep it in a different room like our storage room in our house um fun times so one of the reasons why i really love this one it's that it has a very good plot development um and obviously unrealistic with all the ghost stuff but um it definitely starts out like pretty tame like you know what you would think of to be realistic fiction like just two friends chilling um and then an event happens that causes her to go to her cousin's house um and then the events of the novel just kind of play out from there so this one definitely has very very good plot development um and a lot of suspense i pretty much felt like my heart was going to jump out of my chest especially like in the last couple of chapters it got very stressful but overall i would give this one a 10 out of 10 just because i loved all the characters again it had a little hint of romance um and the ending was not really something i would have expected um and there's like these little scenes that the author writes throughout the novel that are definitely very creepy so the next novel is actually the prequel obviously that came out after the frozen charlotte book um and it's called charlotte says the same author by the same author alex bell um and here's the summary so it says following the death of her mother in a terrible fire jemima flees to the remote isle of sky to take up a job at a school for girls there she finds herself tormented by the mystery of what really happened that night then she receives a box of frozen charlotte dolls from a mystery sender and she begins to remember with the dolls a violent argument with her stepfather and the inferno that destroyed their home and when it seems that the dolls are triggering a series of accidents at the school jemima realizes she must stop the demonic spirits possessing the dolls whatever it takes so i read this one first in december 2021 so literally last month um and i almost actually I did finish it in one sitting because it was that good so i picked it up in the morning and i finished it by the evening and it was that good i could not put it down um so it is a prequel to the previous book so um the dungeon i don't know if i'm saying that right so essentially like the school for girls in the first novel frozen charlotte this is the prequel to that so it kind of tells the story of what happens and the school is like where the main character in frozen charlotte goes to live with her cousins for a while um and so it kind of gives you like the background it's definitely very interesting because there are actually aspects of frozen charlotte in this book like the magical it's like a magical mirror kind of thing and it's not fantasy at all i promise it's thriller um but this one definitely also had a very well th thought out plot um and so i do want to put a disclaimer though that this one is definitely a bit more for mature audiences because it does get a little bit violent like getting eyes pinned shut with needles and getting pushed down a staircase um 
so it does have a couple of those scenes but they kind of just add to like the thriller aspect of it so definitely i think there is a warning on the novel itself too like it is for mature audiences it's definitely still ya there's nothing like crazy crazy in there it's just some of the scenes are a little violent um but they do add oh there's a curl like i said i'm outside um so anyway so jemima's past is pretty horrible and they definitely do a great job of showing how her stepfather takes advantage of like her power to connect with these otherworldly creatures crows here again (laughs) um sorry but overall i would give this book a 9 out of 10 only because i was not as much of a fan of the epilogue part because i felt like all the loose ends were like tied up so nicely at the end and i you know it got the ending that i wanted um i don't think that crow is gonna leave me alone okay i'm just gonna keep going um so i would give this one a 9 out of 10 the epilogue kind of added like a scene in there that kind of just uh it made everything like unravel almost so other than that it was very good just that one part i was not a fan of okay crow is gone for now but the next one is called one of us is lying which i believe is a trilogy i could be wrong i do know that there's new books coming out um i don't know if they're from the two the same series sorry um the same series but i know that there's multiple books okay so this is one of us is lying by karen m mcmanus so i read this the first time in my freshman year and was amazed by it and it's definitely one of my favorite mystery books ever and i would give this one a solid 10 out of 10 because the plot is chef's kiss and you let you literally cannot guess who the murderer is or what really happened honestly until the very very end um and it's so interesting because everyone has like their own story in this novel so it kind of like everyone balances each other out there's no one specific main character so for this one essentially there's like five main characters and they're all walking into their high school for detention um and actually i'll read this part from the goodreads summary it says only simon never makes it out of that classroom before the end of detention simon's dead and according to investigators his death wasn't an accident on monday he died but on tuesday he'd planned to post juicy reveals about all four of his high profile classmates which makes all four of them suspects in the murder or are they the perfect everyone has secrets right what really matters is how far you would go to protect them yeah so this one i'm not even gonna bother putting a lot of my own comments on because honestly just go read it give it a try i'm pretty sure it's pretty popular too a lot of people like it um and for a good reason that's really really good so the next one is called one of us is next um by karen m mcmanus which is the same author and i'm gonna go ahead and read the summary from goodreads now Come on, Bayview, you know you've missed this. A ton of copycat gossip apps have popped up since Simon died, but in the years since the Bayview 4 were cleared of his shocking death, no one's been able to fill the gossip void quite like he could. The problem is, no one has the facts. Until now. This time, it's not an app, though. It's a game. Truth or dare. Phoebe is the first target. If you choose not to play, it's a truth. And hers is dark. Then comes Babe. And she should know better. Always choose the dare. By the time Knox is about to be tagged, things have gotten dangerous. The dares have become deadly, and if Maeve learned anything from Bronwyn last year, it's that they can't count on the police for help or protection. Simon's gone, but someone's determined to keep his legacy at Bayview High alive, and this time, there's a whole new set of rules. 
So the sequel does not disappoint and I would give it a solid 10 out of 10 because it was pretty much almost as good as the first and I really liked actually how it did not build off the same main characters as the first novel while it did include them in some of the scenes but rather it was the side characters that you got to have a little more depth with. Um, and so yeah, I really liked how the author went into the side characters a little bit more and we learned a little bit more about them. Um, but yeah, this one, again, just check it out. I'm pretty sure like if you like the first one, if you decide to read it, you will pretty much... I'm pretty sure that you guys will like the second one too. It's pretty much just as good. That's a lot of pretty much. <laughs> Moving on. So same author, I love her, Karen M. McManus. And this one is called Two Can Keep a Secret. So this is a Goodreads um, summary. Echo Ridge is a small town America. Ellery's never been there, but she's heard all about it. Her aunt went missing there at age 17, and only five years ago, a homecoming queen put the town on the map when she was killed. Now Ellery has to move there to live with a grandmother she barely knows. The town is picture perfect, but it's hiding secrets, and before school even begins for Ellery, someone's declared open season on hum on homecoming, promising to make it as dangerous as it was five years ago. Then, almost as if to prove it, another girl goes missing. Ellery knows all about secrets. Her mother has them, her grandmother does too. And the longer she's in Echo Ridge, the clearer it becomes that everyone there is hiding something. The thing is, secrets are dangerous, and most people aren't good at keeping them, which is why in Echo Ridge, it's safest to keep your secrets to yourself. Okay, so this one I rated a 9 out of 10 because I know like deep, deep down in my gut that it was good, but for the life of me, I really can't remember too much about this um, besides what's in that summary. But the author is phenomenal, so I know this one was pretty amazing despite not actually remembering it. All right, next one. So this one is another one by Katie Allender. So she's the one that wrote the Good Girls Don't Die series that I that was up first, that I talked about first. Um, and this one is called Famous Last Words. So I'm going to go ahead and read the summary first. Um, and I actually have a lot to say on this one because I absolutely love it. But here we go. Hollywood history, mystery, murder, mayhem, and delicious romance oh wait <laughs> no that's the wrong part that's not the summary that's the little part before no we don't want that okay let's go with the summary willa is freaking out it seems like she's seeing things like a dead body in her swimming pool frantic messages on her walls a reflection that is not her own it's almost as if someone or something is trying to send her a message meanwhile a killer is stalking los angeles a killer who reenacts famous movie murder scenes could willa's strange visions have to do with these unsolved murders or is she going crazy and who can she confide in there's marnie her new friend who may not be totally trustworthy and there's reed who's ridiculously handsome and seems to get willa there's also white who seems super smart but unhealthily obsessed with a hollywood killer all willa knows is she has to confront the possible ghost in her house or she might lose her mind or her life y'all when i tell you this one was good it was so good oh my gosh so this one had the craziest least expected plot twist at the end and again so much stress in the last couple of chapters because this one was just absolutely crazy katie allender does not disappoint okay um so this one was really good just because i feel like the idea of it was so original and okay maybe not so original but it kind of does remind me of like a criminal minds episode this is something i would see in that um but this one was so good so there was a lot of suspense a lot of tension 
Um, and again, like not what you would be expecting. I feel like most of the books on here, honestly, are just not what you would expect. Um, they all pretty much have like crazy plot twists or, I mean, I guess that's what makes them good and thriller, you know? So moving on. So the next one is Jane Anonymous. Um, and this one is by Lori Faria Stolars. I don't know if I'm saying that right, I'll, but I'll put all of the books and the authors in the description if you guys want to check them out, just because, you know, I don't know if how good I'm explaining this, but that'll give you like an idea if like, oh, that sounds interesting and I'm not explaining it the best. You can go and check it out yourself. I'm sure you guys will. All right. So this one is called Jane Anonymous and it says, by the way, Jane is not her real name. It's just the name in the book, you know, Jane Anonymous. So anyways, so Jane, this is in quotation marks. So Jane was just your typical 17 year old getting ready to start her senior year. She had a part time job. She enjoyed an awesome best friend, overbearing but loving parents and a crush on a boy who was taking her to see her favorite band. She never would have imagined that in her town where nothing ever happens, a series of small coincidences would lead to a devastating turn of events that would forever change her life. Now, it's been three months since Jane escaped captivity and returned home three months of being that girl who was kidnapped the girl who was held by a monster but what if everything you thought you knew everything you thought you experienced turned out to be a lie so i rated this one an eight or actually like a seven or an eight out of ten just because i felt like it did drag a little towards the middle part and honestly i was not the biggest fan of like all the back and forth so the book kind of splits into like a past like a past chapter and then a chapter in the present and then past present um so i was not the biggest fan of that because i felt like the present didn't feel like as necessary as like just i like i would have been fine just hearing about like the past side of the story because that i felt was a little more interesting um but this one definitely has a huge plot twist at the end which was literally the furthest thing from what i expected and overall it was really good so go ahead and check that one out if you guys want that one is really good okay Ah, the next one is one of my favorites. I'm just going to tell you from the top. It's a 10 out of 10 because it was that good. So this one is another one by Katie Allender. Again, like I said, guys, she does not disappoint. It's called The Companion by Katie Allender. So here's the summary. The other orphans say Margot is lucky. Lucky to survive the horrible accident that killed her family. Lucky to have her own room because she wakes up screaming every night. And finally, lucky to be chosen by a prestigious family to live at their remote country estate. But it wasn't luck that made the Suttons rescue Margot from her bleak existence at the group home. Margot was handpicked to be a companion to their silent, mysterious daughter, Agatha. At first, helping with Agatha and getting to know her handsome older brother <laughs> seems much better than a, than a group home. But soon, the isolated gothic house begins playing tricks on Margot's mind, making her question everything she believes about the Suttons and herself. Margot's bad dreams may have stopped when she came to live with Agatha, but the real nightmare has just begun. Y'all, <laughs> this one totally blew my mind and it was such a great mix of thriller and realistic aspects because it was not like there was no ghosts or like paranormal activity in this one. It was just like hardcore psychopaths in this Sutton family. So this one has a really cute little romance, but that just on the side because the actual plot the actual plot and like what's actually going on throughout the novel is absolutely insane by the time you get to the end and it's just 10 times creepier because it could absolutely be real but this one is like 100% worth the read like I cannot tell you guys how much I love this one I'm probably gonna pick it up from the library and you know one day just because it was that good 
So the next one is called Marie Antoinette Serial Killer, also by Katie Allender. Um, and I don't really want to read the rev- or the summary for this one because I feel like it's simple enough to explain. So basically, this girl Colette she goes uh, with her friend or sorry, not her friends. I think it's her French class, and they go on a trip to Paris. Um, and there ends up being a lot of murders going on in Paris, and she keeps seeing what she, I guess she thinks is Marie An- Antoinette. Um, and so she kind of has to like figure this out and like how it's intertwined with her own history um and so anyways i rated this one a six or a seven out of ten so i definitely liked it i just didn't think it was as good as some of katie allender's other books and I, i'm i'm wondering if that had to do a lot with the ghosts and you know it just wasn't my thing because i felt like the ghosts were like very in your face and i was not a fan of that I like it to be a little more subtle um but it was still pretty good and especially by the end there was a ton of you know tension and, and suspense but i probably would not read this one again like the first time around it definitely was good but like if i were to reread them again the books by her again i probably wouldn't reread this one the bad girls don't die the companion um some of the other ones i talk about i would definitely reread but maybe not this one like once was enough but it was still pretty good all right the crow's back but the next one is called the dead girls of hysteria hall by katie katie allender not calendar so here is the summary in this asylum your mind plays tricks on you all the time delia's new home that's not what it says delia's new house isn't just a house long ago it was the piven institute for the care and correction of troubled females an insane asylum nicknamed hysteria hall however many of the inmates were not insane just defiant and strong-willed kind of like delia herself but the house still wants to keep troubled girls locked away so in the most horrifying way delia gets trapped and that's when she learns that the house is also haunted ghost girls wander the halls in their old-fashioned nightgowns a handsome ghost boy named theo (laughs) a handsome ghost boy i love that um so theo roams the grounds delia finds all the spirits are unsettled and full of dark secrets the house as well harbors shocking truths within its walls truths that only delia can uncover and that may set her free but she'll need to act quickly before the house's power overtakes everything she loves so this one i rated a 10 out of 10 just because it wasn't that good um and it definitely included a lot more of the ghost aspects like the previous one but for some reason it it seemed like a little more sinister and ominous which made it super creepy um and this one i recommend just because i feel like it does have like that ghost aspect but it's okay no that's a lie it's actually not lighthearted at all of course why would it be it's thriller um but it definitely was very good overall i don't have a lot to say about that one i would say like go check it out um for all of these also like go ahead and check out the goodreads reviews for these two because they're a lot more detailed and in depth sorry not in depth in depth than um what i'm saying so check those out too like if you you know some of them like have like pretty good reviews for the amount of people that have reviewed or rated it so go ahead and check that out too just to give you an idea um but moving on oh my gosh one of my favorites this one is called all your twisted secrets by diana urban i actually really like this author um like 100 out of 10 such an amazing book 
So let's go ahead and read the summary. So essentially it starts with these around five students and they get invited to the scholarship dinner only to discover it's a trap. So I'll go ahead and read the part of the summary now. So someone has locked them into a room with a bomb, a syringe filled with poison, and a note saying that they have an hour to pick someone to kill or everyone else dies. Amber Prescott is determined to get her classmates and herself out of the room alive, but that might be easier said than done. No one knows how they're all connected or who would want them dead. As they retrace the events over the past year that might have triggered their captors ultimatum it becomes clear that everyone is hiding something and with the clock kicking not kicking ticking down confusion turns into fear and fear morphs into panic as they race to answer the biggest question who will they choose to die so this is just like your typical mystery murder novel elevated i want to say um it's so unexpected what ends up happening and is absolutely crazy so totally believable that this could happen but that's sarcasm there um so i don't know like just like what ends up happening is not what you would think like i was still kind of shook like an hour like a day two days after i read the book um and you know like the suspense and the tension in the novel it it builds up pretty slowly so like by the end your mind is pretty much blown i want to say so one is very good and the next one is a short story by the same author diana urban and it's called off the trail and it says when 17 year old kayla jogs the trail next to the lake where a girl recently drowned someone or something veers her off course will she escape from the woods or get tangled in a web of horror so again that was pretty short it is a short story so i would give this one a 10 out of 10 because it was super scary because it's pretty like it's literally so believable like it could easily happen to a person um and it was you know it was like just really creepy like where her mind was going as she's going on like this jog so if you guys have time definitely go ahead and do that and i think even like on diana urban's out um sorry not her her website on diana urban's website i'm pretty sure that you can get this short story for free i want to ask um but otherwise just go to your local library they should have it um I actually really like this one because it was very, very short. So it kind of shows you how much you can pack in, like how much information, like the storyline, the events, all of it, how you, how much you can pack into like this limited amount of space. Um, and that's kinda, actually kind of what I do when I write short stories too. And if you didn't know, I also am such a big fan of creative writing. I love creative writing. Um, and you know what? Maybe I'll share some pieces in like a future episode. But it just gave me like a newfound respect not newfound actually i've always respected authors but especially for short stories because they're able to you know like create this entire story in such a short amount of space and like not wasting space and keep it so condensed it's i don't know i just really respect that so the next one is called 10 by gretchen mcneil so essentially what happens in this novel is that this group of teens gets invited to a party and it's on henry island so obviously only invited by invitation um and so these best friends meg and Vinny, they're looking forward to this really fun weekend um but they find like this dvd with a really sinister message and it says vengeance is mine and so the storm outside just gets worse and worse so they're essentially trapped on the island until the ferry returns which is two days later i think from when they're dropped off um and so this killer which they don't know who it is and they start suspecting one another starts killing them off one by one um and you know everyone starts turning on each other and it gets really crazy so i rated this one a solid 
8 out of 10 and I recently read it and I'm telling you you cannot discover or guess in my opinion who the killer is until the very end and there's a very good reason for that um and it's told in a way that these people already have rivals in this like house like the people already like don't like each other for some of them and everyone begins suspecting each other and the you know the plot twist at the end is really crazy again like i said we're gonna have a lot of plot twists today um so yeah this one was a solid 8 out of 10 very good i would recommend um and then next i have five total strangers by natalie d richards and natalie d richards actually writes a lot of other thriller novels so um this is just one of hers and i think i might have another one on this list so definitely check her out because she actually writes a ton of them so this one is called five total strangers here's the summary when mira flies home to spend christmas with her with her mother in pittsburgh a record-breaking blizzard results in a canceled layover desperate to get to her grief-ridden mother in the wake of a family death mira hitches a ride with a group of friendly college kids who were on her initial flight. As the drive progresses and weather conditions become more treacherous, Mira realizes that the four other passengers she's stuck in the car with don't actually know one another. Soon, they're not dealing with heavy snowfall and ice-slick roads, but the fact that somebody will stop at nothing to ensure their trip ends in a deadly disaster. So, I rated this one a 10 out of 10 because it was very interesting and had no idea who to suspect to until the end um and i don't know i felt like the concept of it was pretty original and to be honest like like i said i could not really suspect who it was and throughout the novel i kept like jumping to people like i'd be like oh it's this guy and they'd be like no it's her or like he seems pretty creepy it's probably him um and i think yeah i don't think i got it until that very end but this one was definitely a very fun read so the next one is called the hive um i don't really know how to say their names but barry liga and morgan baden i don't really know um so this one is not necessarily thriller but the idea of it was a little scary but honestly i would probably put it more at um like if you've read divergent like i kind of think of it at at that level but like more realistic fiction because yeah okay you know what let's just read let's read the summary it'll make more sense all right here we go Cassie McKinney has always believed in the hive. Social media used to be out of control, after all. People were torn apart by trolls and doxers. Even hackers, like Cassie's dad, were powerless against it. But then the hive came. A better way to sanction people for what they do online. Cause trouble, get too many condemns, and a crowd can come after you. Teach you a lesson in real life. It's safer, fairer, and perfectly legal. Entering her senior year of high school, filled with grief over an unexpected loss, Cassie is primed to lash out. Egged on by new friends, she makes an edgy joke online. Cassie doubts anyone will notice. But the hive notices everything. And as her viral comment whips an entire country into a frenzy, the hive demands retribution. One moment, Cassie is anonymous. The next, she's infamous and running for her life. With nowhere to turn, she must learn to rely on herself and a group of hive outcasts who may not be reliable as she slowly uncovers the truth about the machine behind the hive. So I rated this one a 9 out of 10, um, and it had a, which is very solid, um, just because the original idea is scary in the sense that it's not too far from the present. Um, it had a very well thought out plot and tons of action there was a lot of adventure and tension and suspense um and this one was just so like not even i wouldn't say this is the future but the idea of it was so close to reality like how like if we're talking about like the metaverse like with mark zuckerberg now like technology has 
like advance so crazily so this novel like despite being obviously un- unrealistic to some extent was a little scary in in the fact that it could be real <laughs> um so moving on the next one is the inheritance games by jennifer lynn barnes and a little disclaimer i actually didn't read this one that's why i'm ending with this one um it's been on my to read list for a while and i saw a couple of my friends have already read it and recommended it so i'm going to be reading this one probably very soon and the cover is actually really pretty y'all should check it out um but on goodreads it's compared to a cinderella story with deadly stakes and thrilling twists Okay, interesting. Um, Let's hear the summary. So it says, Avery Grams has a plan for a better future. Survive high school, win a scholarship, and get out. But her fortunes change in an instant when billionaire Tobias Hawthorne dies and leaves Avery virtually his entire fortune. The catch? Avery has no idea why, or even who Tobias Hawthorne is. To receive her inheritance, Avery must move into sprawling, secret passage-filled Hawthorne house, where every room bears the old man's touch and his love of puzzles, riddles, and codes. Unfortunately for Avery, Hawthorne house is also occupied by the family that Tobias Hawthorne just dispossessed. This includes the four Hawthorne grandsons, dangerous, magnetic, brilliant boys who grew up with every expectation that one day they would inherit billions. Heir apparent Grayson Hawthorne is convinced that Avery must be a con woman, and he's determined to take her down. His brother, Jameson, views her as their grandfather's last hurrah, a twisted riddle, a puzzle to be solved. Caught in a world of wealth and privilege, with danger around every turn, Avery will have to play the game herself just to survive. So just from hearing that, I'm really excited for this one because that is definitely my kind of thing, like a mystery. I love it. Um, So I'm very excited for that one. But this episode has definitely been longer than the last and i actually did have a couple more books that i've read and i'm deciding if i want to do another episode or just put them in just in the description based on my energy while i upload this we'll see how that goes all right but that's pretty much it for this episode i really hope that you guys all enjoyed the episode today i definitely had a lot of fun revisiting some of my favorite thriller and murder and mystery books and i hope you guys found at least one book maybe that you guys would be interested in reading and i'll definitely be doing more of these types of episodes just because i think they're so fun to do um and i will be reading a lot more thriller actually while i was um thinking about what books i want to recommend to you guys i made (laughs) made a list for myself of books more thriller and murder and mystery books i wanted to read and there's at least like 15 or 20 books on here um so i will definitely be busy and i as i read these i will add them to my list to share with you guys in an episode coming soon but that's it for today thank you all for your support and i'll see you next time bye guys